0: when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash cup. Today's episode is sponsored by Fire Bee Honey. If you are looking for something unique and absolutely delicious, then look no further because I am about to tell you about my latest obsession, Fire Bee Honey. Firebee honey is honey with a kick and the perfect ratio of sweet and heat. This honey is handcrafted in small batches to transform the flavor of raw honey without compromising its amazing health benefits which is what makes it stand out from traditional hot sauces. They use the perfect blend of flavors so even non-spicy lovers can enjoy. Not only is it delicious, but there are no added sugars or nasty preservatives, so I feel really good about feeding it to my family. And if a kick isn't your thing, Firebee has flavors like cinnamon, vanilla, elderberry, and chocolate that would be perfect for baking or a fancy cup of tea, and other items like spicy honey beef jerky and spicy honey barbecue sauce. So if you are ready to spice up your meals and enjoy some flavor while still reaping the benefits of raw honey, then Fire Bee is the place for you. Get 15% off your purchase when you order two or more bottles by using the link www.firebehoney.com slash morningcupofmurder. That's www.firebeehoney.com/slash/morning cup of murder for fifteen percent off the purchase of two or more bottles of Fire Bee Honey. There were two more murders fifteen miles away. When police Lister arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. <laughs> a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning cup of murder. What do you do when you feel like there is nothing you can do to get your life back on track? On May 11th, 1900, a man who felt his life was truly over did something horrible to make sure his family wasn't brought down with him. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Angelo Menci was born in Castroncello, an area of Tuscany, and grew up on a farm in La Case Nuove, had been entrusted to his family by account and shared with another family, the Frappes, where for generations the families lived in harmony in a single building. Angelo received very little education and instead went to work on the farm from an extremely early age. When he was 25 years old, he married and soon welcomed two children into his home. He was known as a gentleman, A good father and husband, an incredibly hard worker, and was generally well-liked throughout the town. His only downfall was, according to those who knew him, his obsession with the family's financial situation, and a family history of mental illness. A history that, for the most part, many thought skipped Angelo and left him unscathed. That was until 1899, when his situation started to gradually deteriorate. In quick succession, Angelo lost his elderly father, and his wife died after giving birth, leaving him with children to care for with only his elderly mother's help and a newborn that needed a wet nurse. He quickly married a woman named Iselina Melantaka to help restore order in his home, but soon began suffering from hypertrophy as well as losing two of his cows, which put an even bigger financial strain on his family soon his donkey fell ill and died and when the replacement was purchased it too grew ill angelo was facing complete financial ruin and knew his family was about to suffer from such losses that they would surely end up beggars so he got an idea a truly terrible idea that in his mind was the only solution to his desperate situation On May 10, 1900, Angelo worked out on the farm like he did every day, came home to eat dinner, and retired to his room to recite his rosary with his family before falling asleep. He then woke in the middle of the night and found that his back pain was so bad that he would likely be unable to work, which meant he would lose out on the money they so desperately needed. He made up his mind and placed his hands around his wife's neck. Iselina woke up with a stir and asked her husband what he was doing. He responded, nothing, it was an inspiration, and went back to bed. He prayed throughout the night that his murderous thoughts would go away, and eventually fell asleep. He woke again on May 11th, his mind made up, grabbed an axe, and went straight for Iselina, hitting her several times in the head. He then walked to the adjoining room and killed his uncle, Domenico Riffi and his aunt, Felicita Bati, before going to the room where his mother and three children slept. One by one, he hacked at each of them before taking the two older children, his 14-year-old daughter Rosa and his five-year-old son Pietro, and throwing them down a well. He then walked into his stable and killed his two cows, a calf, and the ill donkey before setting fire to the two barns, two huts, and the property belonging to the Frappé family. Startled by the fire, Augustino Frappé woke and rushed out to try and extinguish the flames. Angelo, who by now had a rifle in his hand, waited outside for them and shot Augustino in the face as he looked out the window, leaving him permanently blinded. He then attacked Mrs. Frappe and their two sons, Francesco and Pasquale, with the butt of his rifle as Luisa Frappe hid under her wagon to avoid the attack. As neighbors began to arrive after seeing the whole farm lit up in flames, Angelo began shooting at them, even injuring a few, as he made his escape. When he was sure he had evaded capture, Angelo was happy with the way he solved his impending financial ruin feeling as though he did his family a service by ending their lives. But then the gravity of the situation seeped in and Angelo made his way to the tracks with the intention of taking his own life. Unfortunately, a train had just passed, so he had to hide out in a nearby hut to wait for the next one. While he did, a vehicle approached him, but too weak to move. He remained there until the police arrived to arrest him carrying him to the station as he was too feeble to walk himself. After eight days of complete silence and refusal to eat and drink, Menchi was taken to a mental hospital for examination, where he remained until a doctor determined he was too mentally ill to stand trial for his actions. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it.